They may be called the next generation, but they're the church of today. Reach, disciple, and mobilize students to share the hope of the gospel. This is Next Gen On Mission with Shane Pruitt. Hi friends, Shane Pruitt here. Thanks for hanging out with us again on the Next Gen On Mission podcast today. We have a very special guest, Ben Trueblood, and we're actually going to be talking about what we need to know about Gen Z. Uh, so my friend Ben serves as the Director of Student Ministry for Lifeway Christian Resources, has over 19 years of student ministry experience. Uh, in addition to his role at Lifeway, Ben is involved in training, consulting, and speaking to student ministries throughout the United States. He's the author of three books, uh, the host of a podcast himself, and uh, has recently started a YouTube channel. We'll have Ben share about that towards at the end where you can connect with him. But we are so excited to have Ben Trueblood on today. Ben, how are you doing, my friend? Man, I'm great, Shane. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to uh, to be with you. Absolutely, man. Well, we're excited to have you on. So, hey, before we jump into anything too spiritual, I love to always ask this question to our guests. What is one thing that is kind of fun, unique, that we should know about Ben that maybe we don't already know? Yeah, so uh, I am actually a, a pretty avid gamer. Um, it, it, it's, it's a hobby for me. I, uh, I had a Twitch stream for a, a little while that I would, uh, if audience, are you familiar with the Twitch media platform? Um, so I did that for a little while and, and realized I don't have time to do that any longer. <laughs> but, uh, but I still, it, it is, uh, it's something that I enjoy doing. My son is old enough now. So we, uh, we do some of that together and, uh, it's a good time. So that, that's probably something that not very many people know. So that's fun. So when you say gamer, do you mean like old school, like Pac-Man and Pong and all those good things? No, uh, <laughs> I do enjoy an old school game. Yeah. Um, but I have, uh, gaming uh pc that i built and so that that's primary the primarily the lane that i run in i did have to get a playstation though for uh the major league baseball game it's the only platform that has the rights to do uh the game and so huge baseball fan so i had to i have one for that that's awesome, man. You know, uh, when Nintendo put out that little like NES, uh, the the small kind of uh, classic Nintendo and the Super Nintendo, I got one of those and Super Tecmo Bowl was on there. Do you remember Super Tecmo Bowl? That was like Madden before uh, Madden. Absolutely do. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Brother. Yeah, that's great. Hey, hey, well, briefly share with this. Um, what is your role with Lifeway consist of? What does that look like? Yeah. So, uh, the main thing at my main, what I consider to be my main role is, uh, serving churches and youth pastors. Um, so I, I know that's kind of a broad statement. Um, but that's why I went to Lifeway is to encourage and serve and challenge youth pastors. And, uh, and we do that through, um, several things. Uh, so we have uh, a lot of summer camps that we do, uh, centrifuge or fuge camps as a lot of people call it uh is in my area student life camp uh as well as in my area world changers uh mission trips um is in my area and so we do uh along with kids camps like centra kid and student life for kids camps are also so we house a lot of the summer events that happen for uh for ministries to the church through Lifeway. Um, in addition to that, we have a publishing team. 
Um, so all of our curriculum publishing that comes out of LifeWay for uh, student ministries comes through my area. And then we have a training arm um, as well. And so that's kind of the final piece of that triad. We have events and publishing and then training. Uh, and through training, we do uh, some live events as well as online training. Um, our online training platform is called Youth Ministry Booster. Uh, and it is a exactly that, an online training and development platform. But in addition to just on-demand kind of training that you can go and get, we also, uh, all of the uh, members of Youth Ministry Booster are put into smaller cohort-style groups uh, called Masterminds, and those are groups that meet frequently throughout the year uh, for soul care, uh, for ministry conversation, just to give youth pastors a place with other youth pastors that they can learn and grow uh, and be encouraged and be able to have somebody that they can be vulnerable with and share, hey, this is going on in my context, and uh, and be able to have other people pray for them, speak into that. So that, that's that's LifeWay students uh, in a quick glance. Yeah, I love it, Ben. And and pastors, student pastors, next-gen leaders um, that are listening, uh, I'm sure we've all been impacted by LifeWay Christian Resources. So, man, Ben, thank you so much for what y'all do and are continuing to do and been so faithful to help the church advance the kingdom for a long time. So, man, I really appreciate that. So, hey, I also love to, you know, we're talking about Gen Z, and so I always love to ask this question to our guests and and to see uh, the different responses, but they're really kind of all in the same vein as, what do we need to know about the next generation? What do we need to know about Generation Z? Yeah, that's a big question. Uh The, uh, I think I would uh, I think I would focus in on a couple of specific things. Um, I think that uh, a, an important thing to know about Gen Z is that they are uh, more open-minded um, than any other generation before them. Uh, embracing inclusion and diversity is something that comes naturally to them. Um, they're, it's the most diverse generation that's ever existed, uh, and even in terms of socially, they're much more. Uh, willing to be open-minded and embrace uh, things of our culture than um, perhaps my generation as a Gen Xer and definitely those that came before me. So I think that inclusion piece, open-mindedness piece is important, especially for us who uh, work in the church and are trying to reach this generation. The other thing that I would say, uh, I mean, everybody kind of grabs onto their mobile first gen- uh, digital natives. And so they that's, that's who they are. They've grown up with technology. Yeah. Uh, many of the researchers say around age 12 is when they received their first, first smartphone. We didn't do that in our house, uh, but that is kind of what has become the normal practice. And then I think the last thing um, that I'd like to mention about Gen Z is that they are, it takes them longer to embrace something uh, and to say, yes, I'm in on that. But once they're in, they're much more committed than the generation before them, than, than millennials. And so, yeah, that's a good word. man, that, that is, for somebody that works in student ministry still, like I serve in student ministry in, in my local church here in Nashville, uh, and I think it's important to know when we talk about reaching that generation, for many of them, it's going to take more of a conversation than a one night moment to see them begin to embrace what it means to live for Christ or 
to even accept him initially as savior. But once they do, we're talking about a group of people that will be much more committed, uh, as soon as they make the decision. So, man, what a good word. And that is, I mean, I, I think that's something that we should be uh, excited about and encouraged about. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, so, you said the first kind of average age of receiving their smartphone is 12. Man, that, that seems older because uh, our, we have a, a third grader in this past Christmas. She's begging for an iPhone because she says, literally all of my friends have one. She's in third grade. I'm like, who you think you're going to call? You know, like, and so, uh, you know, so we were like, we got her a bag phone for Christmas. Remember those? There you go. I love <laughs> it. Yeah, We my, got her the Zach Morse brick phone from Saved by the Bell. That's what we got. Yes. Her. Yes. You know, uh, Saved by the Bell is getting ready to have a reboot. They uh, are, man. <laughs> hey, so Ben, in that same vein, what would you say is the greatest challenge facing Generation Z? What's going to be their greatest challenge? Yeah, man, I I think it is going to be taking this open-minded and inclusivity uh, and still having a biblical worldview um, and being willing to take stances on issues socially and in our world that the Bible takes clear stances on. Mm. Um, so I, I think that's going to be a huge challenge for this generation. And at the same time, I think it's a wonderful thing for this generation who is so open-minded to be in the church and to be willing to be in relationship with people who do live different lifestyles, but for the purpose of sharing what they themselves believe and how Jesus has changed their life. And so I think what we'll see is more willingness for the church as this generation gets older, more willingness for the church to embrace conversations with people of different lifestyles than has been uh, taken maybe more of a judgmental approach in the mm -hmm. past. Um, but it is going to be a real challenge for somebody who is uh, generally inclusive to be able to say, okay, I love you and, and want to be in this conversation and life with you. But at the same time, I do need to say this is what the Bible states. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Hey, ben, you also you, you wrote a book called Student Ministry That Matters. You said there are three elements of a healthy student ministry. What are those elements? Uh, the first one is uh, that a healthy student ministry will be kingdom expanding, um, meaning there, like evangelism is probably the word that's most familiar to people uh, in this, but a healthy student ministry is one that engages the lost, clearly articulates the gospel, and gives people an opportunity to respond uh, to that message. And so there, there's a lot that kind of unpacks with that. Uh, but in a nutshell, that that is that is kingdom expanding, and closely behind that is uh, helping teenagers develop a heart for the nations, um, and and so forth. But in essence, it is a healthy student ministry must be involved in reaching people with the gospel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it truly is a great book, and I really encourage um, anybody working with the next gen to get a hold of this book. And uh, Ben, it's available everywhere books are sold. Is that right? Um, it. I know it's available online, Amazon, and uh, 
and lifeway.com. I, I don't know that you'll see it in your local Barnes and Noble. Gotcha. Should you, uh, <laughs> should you show up there? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Awesome, man. Hey, and then you also wrote a book with our good friend, Brian Mills, uh, called a different college experience. Briefly share with us your heart behind this book. Yeah. So that man, that was such a fun project. It actually, uh, released, uh, at the time of the recording of this podcast anyway, uh, one year ago yesterday. Mm-hmm. So that was a fun uh, yeah. kind of anniversary date. But um, Brian, who was in student ministry a long time, now is a senior pastor mm-hmm. uh, at a church in, in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City area. Uh, he and I were at a conference together, and we were on a bus uh, as a part of this conference traveling to our next session. And we've known each other for a long time. And uh, at the time of that conversation, he was doing college ministry. And so I said, man, you, you were in student ministry for a long time, very effective in student ministry. And now you're in a position where you are getting students out of student ministries to come to college and you're ministering to them in the after stage of what we've done for our whole lives. What would you do differently now seeing the end result if you were to go back into student ministry? Uh, and so that that question kind of led into a conversation that became the book, A Different College Experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we were able to write that together, and it's been out for a year now. And, uh, and I've been so encouraged by uh, the testimonies of people that we've heard in churches and, and people that have picked the book up and just read it as they are uh, in their college journey or high school senior about to go off to college um, and so, man, my prayer is that it still, uh, still makes an impact and still hits people in a very, very important transitional moment in their life. Yeah, I think it's such a key book for such a, a key time. And, you know, every year, and I've told multiple student pastors, Brian, you know, every year when they do graduation Sunday or honor the seniors, uh, they say, hey, what's a good gift or some books? And so I've been recommending that book. I think that's a great book to put in the hands of students that are in college, preparing for college. So for the college student that's listening, or maybe the junior or senior in high school that's preparing for college, what are some core values they should focus on as they prepare for college or they're in currently in college? Yeah, I I think one is stick your face in the Bible. Mm. Uh, you've, You've got to develop a daily discipline of taking in God's word. And for people that have been around church, they've probably heard their youth pastor or small group leader or pastor from the stage say that, and they're probably sick of hearing it. But the reality is, I mean, that is the single most influential thing that we could do for our spiritual life is is to be in God's word. And so I would say that right out of the gate. Um, the second thing is that uh, some of the stuff that we've, we've found in research um, through LifeWay over the last year is that spiritual mentors uh, actually indicate a person's connection to the church greater than any other indicator. So we studied uh, how people who are active in the church during their high school years uh, transition into college and do they remain connected to the church. Um, and one of the factors that we found that influences their connectivity to the church greater than anything else was when they had three or more spiritual mentors in their life. Wow. Um, so be in a discipling relationship, uh, find people who will be your spiritual mentors. Um, and I, and I would even go further to say, 
uh, people who are of other generations in the church, people who have lived a life with Jesus that can talk through the highs and lows of life and how Jesus was, was faithful through all of those things, that really begins to expand a view for a teenager of what it means to follow Christ. So uh, get in your Bible and find a spiritual mentor. And then a simple step that if you're in that transition moment of high school to college, when you go do a college visit, make sure you visit a church or two during that college visit. Very simple step that is neglected so many times uh, that, that really just roots that decision, not just in where am I going to do education next, but more importantly, where am I going to be connected to the body of Christ next in my life? And that maybe we would begin to see some people say, man, between these two schools, I really connected with this church more and could see myself growing there. And so I'm going to choose this place over this place. Uh, so those are three things that I would say uh, consider. And if you're already in college and you're listening to this podcast that, and you're not a part of a church, uh, then, man, start this week. Go to one with a friend, ask around, and, and get plugged into a spiritual community that is expressed through a local church. That is so good. Man, those points are so key. I love that. So stick your face in God's Word. Uh, be around a spiritual mentor, be in community. You know, I saw a beautiful picture of this um, probably about a month ago, Ben. I was uh, speaking out of town and um, spoke that morning, was speaking again that night. So kind of during the the middle part of the day, I went to a a local Starbucks there and was um, uh, working on some things. And then I look over and there's a guy, he's probably in his late 60s, early 70s. There's three college age young men sitting around him and all four of them have Bibles open. And I'm like, man, what? Oh, and, awesome. and I actually kind of took, you know, did the creepy thing. I took a snuck a photo, you know, and put it on social media. And I'm like, this is <laughs> Titus chapter two in action right here. This truly is generation to generation. I thought it was a beautiful picture. And it's a great reminder that no matter your age, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, if, as long as you're here still breathing, God's not done with you and the next generation needs you. And so, man, it was I loved it, man. I'm not an emotional guy, but that one brought tears to my eyes, you know. Uh, hey, yeah, so, it but, is absolutely huge. That, it is. And I, I, man, I can't go on and, uh, enough about how important it is. My dad will turn 91 this year in 2020 and still uh, disciples, teenagers, and young men. Uh, and it, man, it, he is able, he embodies the phrase that you just said. If, if you're not dead, God's not done with you and still pour in. So. Come on. Love it. Hey, well, we always close uh, the Next Gen on Mission podcast with this one charge. The heart behind this podcast is to see the next generation realize that they're now generation. They're not necessarily the future of the church, but the church right now. They have a mission now. So, Ben, give us one closing thought on this. Yeah, and this, man, this is going to sound very much like uh, something I said just a second ago, but I think one of the things we trip ourselves up in is— trying to do the mission of God uh, apart from God or trying to bear fruit while not connected to the vine. And that, man, that just, that just causes frustration and spiritual roller coaster and all of these things. And so I I would go back to and say, spend time in God's word. Uh, Simply 
as you know God, you will love God. As you love God, you will worship and obey God. Mm -hmm. And as those things happen, you will embrace the mission of God in your life in this moment right now. Now, I would say, too, like, it's not a you have to fully know God, and then that step is over, and fully love God. All of these things kind of happen all together on a track, but they don't happen until we take the step to say, I am going to be close to God in relationship, and then all of those other things kind of go along with it. So that's that's what I would say. Wow. Wise, wise words. Ben, thank you so much, my friend. This has been rich, deeply enjoyable. I'm over here jotting things down as fast as I can as you're speaking. So, so good, my friend. Hey, how can people connect with you and stay connected with you beyond this podcast episode? Yeah, so uh, on social media, it is at Ben Trueblood, uh, and the last name is spelled just like it sounds, T-R-U-E-B-L-O-O-D. And then the YouTube channel you mentioned uh, just a moment ago is called Student Ministry That Matters, and uh, it's designed for uh, student pastors, those who are working with teenagers in the local church. Um, Yeah, that's, uh, that's where you can find me. Awesome. And then you also host a podcast as well, right? Yeah, I do. Uh, it's called uh, the Lifeway Student Ministry Podcast. It's a very creative name. Uh, we, <laughs> we decided to go simple with that one. Uh, but man, have a lot of fun with that. Uh, and uh, yeah, would love if, uh, if you take a listen. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Hey, well, friends, thanks for hanging out with Ben and I. Thank you for listening to the Next Gen on Mission podcast. If you have any questions on reaching the next generation or evangelism, please email us at evangelism at nam.net. We'll try to address those on future podcasts. Hey, have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening and tell somebody about Jesus.